Hello, Pisces friends. I'm Annie Botticelli, and welcome to my Pisces January 2022 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the one-stop interface for all of the free goodies that I make for you each month, including now how you can run a free birth chart as a member of my email community. If you would like to earn money as an astrologer or you would like to just see some of my free courses, go to LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E, Life.com. This is for you if Pisces is your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising sign or any other placement that you watch for Pisces, your Mercury or Venus or Mars. And if you're a late degree Pisces, especially the later late degree Pisces, so we'll say like March 15th through the rest of the sign or the last, um, you know, 23 or 22 or 23 degrees to 29 degree placements, I suggest that you also watch my Aries reports because you late degree, very cuspy people have a more complex read. All right, so we've got a new month and we've got a new year. What do we need to know? First major must know is that we are out of the heat of the eclipse season that was most strong in November and December. It actually started heating up even in October and we do have a little bit of a carryover in January where some news and some events that are eclipse related that are sort of after quakes or um, other things like that can roll in, but it's not that heavy heat, anxious, constantly finger stuck in electric socket feeling that we have during eclipse season it will be better. So that is wonderful. We've got that Saturn Uranus square behind us. So things are starting to open up a little bit in that way. Now we do have another major must know, which is that we have more sweet aspects compared to salty aspects. Sweet aspects are ones where the planets connect in a harmonious way and we feel that. And when they collect, connect in a not so harmonious way, we also feel that. So whenever we have months where the profile of sweet to salty is favorable, that just kind of is another um, factor in what we might experience for that month. So we do have that going on. And if you'd like all the sweet and salty um, dates and the aspects and what you can expect from them, that is also another perk you get when you sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. So the next big must know we have is that Mercury is going into retrograde. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on what that means, but I am going to look, give you a couple of general things to note um, and some specific things for Pisces. Okay, we're going to drill down into some Pisces specific things about this transit. The biggest must know about Mercury retrograde is that plans change, unexpected shifts in you know what you're thinking you're going to do. Um, or just everything gets cast to uncertain to uncertainty, basically. So anything that seems secure or sure may start to get called into question. It's not always the best time for planning for the future at this time. And it's not always best to plan a bunch of not flexible things during this month because it does tend to change. Okay, so just don't be surprised if plans that you've made shift. The best advice I can give you from Mercury Retrograde if we want to make it super focused is... Schedule yourself light and know that the plans you make are likely to change, okay? Also, if you have to make any agreements, the ones that are short-term or flexible are more favorable than a long-term inflexible agreement, all right? So that's those are the big Mercury retrograde must-knows. Now let's drill down into some Pisces-specific must-knows. Mercury is going retrograde in um, Aquarius, but it's also going back a little bit into Capricorn. So for everybody, this is going to mean 
things with your friendships and your groups, um, your internet projects, any humanitarian efforts or community-based things, all of those things are going to come front and center. So you're going to have a lot of blasts from the past. A lot of friends or acquaintances may show up in your inbox or at your door, and this can be very wonderful. One of my favorite must-knows about a Mercury retrograde cycle, which is pretty much all of January, because it started the shadow period for the retrograde, which officially starts January 14th and goes through February 3rd. The shadow period, which is just as lively with Mercury retrograde happenings, started in the last couple of days of December. So from the end of December through February 23rd, we're in this uh, Mercury retrograde eclipse cycle. And so all the things we talk about for retrogrades can be strong during that whole time, even though the actual retrograde is from January 14th through February 3rd. Okay, so anything involving like a blast from the past is going to be happening. So trying to plan new things, uh, if they're, especially if they're like long-term or big projects, it doesn't carry a lot of energy for that. It carries a lot of energy for short quick projects, um, you know, anything that comes last minute. But that's what I was going to say was my favorite must know about Mercury Retrograde is that the more schedule, light leave your schedule, the more you'll have room for last minute magic, okay? So the retrogrades really bring in this last minute magic where the things you thought were going to happen at that time don't happen. But things that you didn't even think of can come out of the blue. And the less you're scheduled, the more you can leave room for that magic. So that's a very exciting must know. But it's not a time to try to launch your big projects. Always just imagine, like I always bring us back to the tides. When the tides are coming in, you don't wanna launch your message in a bottle because the tide will bring it right back to the shore. So January and most of February is a time when you're not trying to send anything out too far into the universe. You're not trying to make your big pushes, your big launches, your long-term decisions. This is a time when anything you try to throw out very far, the tides will bring back to you. That's why it favors these short-term and flexible things. But within that short-term and flexible arena, there is so much you can play with. You know, if you're making a decision or making a commitment for a month or, you know, six weeks or whatever falls in, you know, or if it's flexible, let's say you join an education program and it's longer than that, but you can study at your own pace. You know, those are the kind of things you want to take into consideration. And because Mercury is in retrograde in Aquarius, it's going to bring a lot of people, key people from the past, um, even more so than usual, back. So definitely take note if you see somebody show up because they could have key information for you. The retrograde also will dip back into Capricorn, which brings the topics of things involving your father or father figures and your work um, into question. And you might be going back to some things that you had done before. Because of the Mercury retrograde and because of the Venus retrograde, which we'll get to, if you have to do something regarding work and you need a job or you need income, going back to something that you did before or an employer or a contact that you knew from the past may carry more weight for you um, at this time. So if you're trying to do new applications and not having any luck, then just think about some places that you could jump back into. Okay, so for specifically for Pisces, this energy is going to light up your 12th and 11th houses, and the 11th house equates to Aquarius, which we've already talked about. But the 12th house is another layer that we're going to bring in here. Astrology is, everything in astrology is layers because everything in life is layers. And so we can talk about one astrological truth, but that's just one layer of the picture, okay? So that's why 
we talk, I talk about all of these different layers, right? So we've got the, the retrograde, then we have the sign is retrograde in, then we have the house is retrograde in. So this 12th house is your unconscious mind. So your fears, addictions, your worries, you know, your um, dragons to slay, um, your genetic coding, your upbringing, anything that's very deeply woven into your being. You could even go into past life things if you are drawn to that. This is, is factoring in very tremendously. So you might see some things that, you know, you thought were dealt with surface back again, but you don't have to be afraid about this because anything that comes up in an astrological transit, the intention for it is so that you can heal it, you can deal with it, and that is very likely to come up. So some old dragons might need to be slayed, but equally as likely, some good gold can come from the past. I always like to describe these retrograde energies, especially in this 12th house, as going back over something like, let's say you're in your attic, you could find yucky things in your attic and you will find those yucky things in your being in this retrograde process and in the 12th house focus. But what you can also find is pictures of your grandparents that have value to you. You could find something that actually has mo monetary value. So, you know, just kind of going back over things from the past, being the earthworm, going back and back over the same dirt will make it very fertile for future growth. Okay, so the next must-know is that, well, actually, wait, there's one more thing. Yeah, so a big must-know about Mercury Retrograde is that it's a really great time to try things on. So, like, dip your toe into something, you know, take, take a chance on something that's low stakes or affordable that is like the energy of trying something on, okay? So that's a must-know. The next must-know is that Venus is going to be in retrograde. So our Venus retrograde cycle started November 18th when the pre-transit shadow period began. Then Venus officially goes retrograde December 19th through January 29th. And that shadow period after the, it goes direct goes until March 3rd. So Venus, which rules love, beauty, money, design projects, self-esteem, is really causing a lot of um, manifestations. Not all of them are going to be um, you know, challenging. A lot of them actually can be amazing, but you have to understand the energy. So we'll talk about some key points here, but I really urge you to watch my Venus retrograde video if you just search for Annie Botticelli Venus retrograde because it's a very complex transit and I can't do it the justice in this video um, because then we would take up the whole time talking about that. But here are some key points. You have Venus goggles on in Venus retrograde. So you're very likely not seeing clearly in love or money or beauty. So it's best to avoid anything long-term if possible. So here are the rules. If it's low stakes, that's fine. Like if you want to paint a wall or get some new house plants or freshen up your house, touch up paint, things like that, perfectly fine. And you will find a lot of that going on because the desire to reinvent yourself appearance-wise in your design and your space is going to be very strong and it's fine as long as it's low stakes, easily changeable, okay? So if you paint your whole house, the odds are when the Venus goggles come off, you might hate the color and then the stakes were higher and maybe you can't afford to repaint it. So you see why the rules are in place there, okay? Venus retrograde is an amazing time for experimentation. 
what would it be like if we put some aqua tones into this room by th having some throw pillows and some, you know, little things that are around that are a certain color? That would be great, right? What, what would it be like if you made this certain small change to your wardrobe or you got one type of thing or you got a henna tattoo to see what it would look like? The experimentation carries in all of the rules as long as you can change them once the Venus goggles come off and you see things differently. Okay, so it's best to avoid things like tattoos, cosmetic surgeries, um, big financial commitments that are not easy to get out of. Now that being said, there are a lot of opportunities that come in Venus retrograde for getting major deals because since other people are not seeing clearly, they might try to give away things at for nothing because they're stressed, they're, you know, getting whacked out because of the retrograde and so people could be unloading things of great value for not very much. So it's a bargain hunter's delight. You just have to make sure you're not getting yourself into a money pit and that whatever you're getting into is something that you can afford, okay? So experimenting in a way that you can shift things is a very big must know for Venus retrograde. And knowing that you may not be seeing clearly and so kind of putting short-term things in play. It's an amazing time for a short-term or bridge business or job. People often ask me, is it okay to take a job during Venus retrograde? If you need a job, take a job whenever it is. That's the big rule. If you need money, you have to support yourself, take a job. But where you want to look out is, does the job make you leave your neighborhood you've been in for 20 years and you know, travel across the country or the world and you're not really sure if you want to do that and now you're starting to make some permanent decisions and selling your house and you see what I'm saying? So it's like you just have to weigh what's going on to see the permanence and, and fixability factor if the decision that you make at that time turns out to not be the right one or it changes sooner than you think. Is it going to be easy to go back to what it was before in case you decide to do that? Okay, so you have to evaluate that. But that being said, a lot of bridge jobs can come. So maybe your dream job will come in. That can happen in a Venus retrograde. But also what can happen is that job you have for a year or a year and a half or something like that, that holds you over until you get the dream job that you want. Or let's say you're trying to start a business and you started a business and maybe it's not working out. Venus retrograde is saying, oh, you have to go back and get a job again. That job that you get might not be permanently squashing your dreams of your business. It's just a little transition or a bridge until the next thing. So just keep this bridge energy in mind because it is going to be double since we have the Mercury and the Venus in retrograde. Experimentation that's easily fixed is a big must know. Okay, so in general, this time favors study and education programs, especially ones with flexibility. Um, that's the Mercury retrograde. And since Venus factors in so much with your work, educating yourself on ways that you might want to make money in the future, that's also another good thing for this time. Okay, so let's see. In general, this Venus retrograde in Capricorn has a chance to be extra beneficial for Pisces placements because the whole retrograde is moving through the sign of Capricorn. So the whole retrograde is making nice aspects to your Pisces placement. Okay, and the more Pisces placements you have, especially between 11 and 26 degrees. So that's basically um, all the March-born Pisces, pretty much, and anyone that has their you know 11 through 
close to the end of the sign, you're going to be getting multiple kisses as Venus goes and makes a kiss to your placement, then retrogrades back, makes another kiss, then goes direct and makes another kiss. Okay, so good benefits for everyone, but especially those of you who are March born or 11 to 26 degrees. Okay, so another big must know is that we do still have strong energy in Sagittarius. We've had a very long flow of Sag energy coming front and center because Venus was in Sag, then the Sun and Mercury went through Sag, then the eclipse was in Sag, of course we had a new moon in Sag in December, and now Mars is in Sagittarius. So we've got this very long flow of this scattered all over the place, dancing in the possibilities, not wanting to activate any, any one thing per se because you're wanting to keep options open, um, getting your fingers on a lot of pudding pies. And a big must know for Pisces is that this is a mutable energy, okay? Sagittarius is mutable. Pisces is mutable. So in that way, Sagittarius energies speak to you and jive with you because there is an energetic that is similar with Pisces and Sagittarius due to the mutable um, connection. However, that connection is at a 90 degree angle. So that means that the odds that you'll get spun out, feel unsure trying to make decisions and you know, not really knowing what to do, those odds are increased as well. Hopefully that will be softer now in January because we have a little bit of Sag energy, but we have a lot of Capricorn energy, which as we just talked about is really good for you. So not only is the Venus retrograde making kisses to your placement, all of the Cap placements, the new moon, the sun are also making nice aspects for you. So that means that the sudden insights, um, you know, that you have from these energies, you know, impetus to do something, to take action, having support on things. There are a lot of benefits that are too many to list that come from a positive angle. Basically any positive potential comes from these positive angles and you have a lot of them this month. So we just wanna know that that Sag thing is happening in the backdrop. So that if you're getting really dizzy with the possibilities and you get analysis paralysis, you might have to do some things to start to narrow down um, you know, your choices. That's one must know. Another big must know is that you just might not know what you're going to do with the options until more towards the end of February, which brings us to this next major must know, and this is a really big one. From the end of February, around the 23rd through April 27th is our big open window of, of throwing your bottle out to sea and the tides going out. Okay, so it might be part of your highest experience at this time in January to just know that you're not going to know exactly what you're going to be doing or the decision that you're going to make, but that if you can put something temporary in place or just kind of hold off until the end of February through the end of April, the odds are that the clarity, the oomph, the momentum, that everything will come together for things to push forward are going to happen in that window. So if you want to plan your moves, your job changes, your um, launches, your big decisions, your agreements, your big purchases, those times have more open energy for that and the, the things that you do will carry further at that time. Okay, so mark that in your calendar because that's going to be very important. One of the most wonderful things I love about astrology is that if you understand the astrological tides, then you can catch more fish. Okay. Basically it's just kind of 
like if you are a, a person who goes fishing, one of the first things you have to learn how to do is to look at the tides and follow the tide chart because different fish do different things at different tides. And if you go fishing for different fish at different tides, you're likely to catch them. And that's how astrology works with everything in our lives. If you plant seeds, you know, the farmer's almanac. This is an old piece of work here, the farmer's almanac, that follows the astrology for planting, for trimming back, for um, harvesting, for doing all kinds of things. And so you can use astrology down to the very minute up to the very big decisions of your life. So that's why I go into details about these astrological tides. Okay, so let's see. Another big must-know is that Jupiter moved into Pisces, your sign, of course. So this is a very big deal. Jupiter in Pisces is going to be mainly focused now over the next few months because it's going to blaze through Pisces. Then it's going to get into Aries and it's going to retrograde back into Pisces, but only for the late degree. So pretty much the main Jupiter and Pisces experience for everyone except those of you in the last couple of degrees of the sign is happening from the end of December through, um, you know, the, the spring or fall for you all down under. So it's going to be very fast, but very potent. You can see more details in my um, December horoscopes because I drill down into some more of this, but I'll give you some highlights here. When Jupiter gets into our sign, it is a time of a new 12-year cycle. Okay, so you can think back to 12 years ago and see what kinds of changes happened. A lot of times there is a new big change. And a lot of that has to do with the reinvention of yourself. It has to do with your physical body and your relationship to it. It has to do with healing childhood trauma that could be continuing to cycle out into your adult life. It can have to do with you figuring out what you want to do with your life or, or how you want to be or how you want to look or what you want to bring to the world. It's a rebirth on so many different levels and it very much has to do with, um, you know, with yourself, yourself and your physical body. It can be a lot of medical things as well, but it is a new cycle. Jupiter is the most benevolent planet of all of the outer planets, and it's actually called the Great Benefic. This is an, a, a really um, cool way. I like to connect astronomy with astrology and the things from the past with the present. Okay, so one really cool thing to know about Jupiter is that it was always called the Great Benefic. And people say, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, well, whenever Jupiter is present, it, it often brings more luck. It brings protection. It brings optimism. And so having Jupiter in your sign can enhance all of those things for you. But when we look at the astronomy of it, and I was actually just talking to, to um, their space engineers, uh, friends of mine, they're a married couple, and they were talking about, um, they, they were confirmed, you know, I was telling them about this, and they were like, oh, wow, right, yeah, that's true. And we were talking about the astronomical versus the astrological. But in any case... The Jupiter is actually part of what protects the inner planets, which we are one of the inner planets, from the asteroid belt. So the flying debris there, Jupiter actually protects us from that. So part of why we don't get pelted constantly by or decimated by flying matter is because of Jupiter. And also it's believed that Jupiter's orbit is part of what keeps the rest of the solar system that's beyond it from collapsing into the sun, which would take us out too. So when they say the great benefic, like it's protective, it actually is astronomically <laughs> and astrologically. So that's a cool thing to know. 
One other must know about Jupiter is that sometimes it can make more of a ruckus as an effort to help something. So sometimes it can bring a big deal or a difficult thing or enhance or amplify something. But that's usually because there's something that really needs to happen that whispers have been coming and you haven't been responding to them. So there's the big thing. So, you know, if you see some, some things coming up, it could be Jupiter seeking to protect you by causing more of a ruckus now so that you can remedy certain things, okay? So that's a big must know. Okay, so I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of this new month and this new year. If you would like even more information, I have a lot more resources for you. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com or you can click on the link below this video. If you click on the little more button with the arrow, the notes will be revealed and the direct link is there. And if you would love to be an astrologer as your profession or just earn a little bit of money on the side from your love of astrology or just help yourself and your friends and your family without charging, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. As you can see from all of the things that I do, I'm a teacher, I love to teach astrology. And if you think I put a lot into my free resources, you should see what goes into this crazy comprehensive course, Becoming a Professional Astrologer, which you can see at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. This link is also in the notes underneath the video. I also have a book, I have multiple books, but the book that is most about astrology is called Planetology. And you can see that at any major booksellers and it's actually on the shelf at all major booksellers. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.